Welcome to the Food Science Nod. Okay, hi, hello, I know, it's been forever, and I say that in like literally every episode, I'm sorry, but literally everything has changed in like the last couple of weeks or so, I've had to like make a whole new routine, get into a whole new groove, and online classes, everything online, even my labs, it's like, it's been crazy, it's been stressful, and when I finally had time to like not make school the number one thing, Um, I couldn't decide what I wanted to talk about in my next episode because at the time I didn't want to talk about coronavirus because literally everyone was talking about it and it was like the new trendy thing and you know like those jokes have been going around like what did we talk about before the coronavirus because that's all we talk about now and so like I didn't want to add on to that and add on to like the hysteria of it all but unfortunately it is the new normal for the foreseeable future and going to the grocery store is like probably the only escape from cabin fever that we have for now and food has honestly like never been more of a priority than it is now so people always joked about how I know I picked the right major because I'll always have a job because people always have to eat and honestly I've really seen just how true that has become lately And while this is all new and different and weird, it doesn't have to be scary. You can, like, make the good out of every situation, you know? Like, for example, I finally made the decision to buy a podcasting microphone and a computer that can handle my editing software so I don't have to borrow equipment from my school anymore. So, yay! (laughs) Small victories. And, you know, there's a lot of more time to learn new skills and you can make the best out of a scary situation. So, but anyways, moving forward. Let's get snobby. Okay, so despite, and honestly probably in spite of, all these lockdowns and social distancing measures across America, um, we still gotta eat. And even in like the most restrictive states, the grocery store is like the last place you can go to. Yeah. But even now at the grocery store, like, it's hard to keep up the facade of normalcy with the sneeze guards and masks and gloves and the six feet apart distancing and all that stuff. So the primary concern for shoppers is actually people, not the food. Some common questions that you're probably wondering because I have been asked them again and again over the last couple of weeks, I'm going to answer now. And this episode is going to be kind of like a quick fire rapid QA type question. For starters, I think I should say that unlike bacteria that cause foodborne illnesses, the coronavirus cannot and does not multiply on food. Many of the bacteria that cause foodborne illness have the ability to grow in food if the food makeup is correct of nitrogen, oxygen, water, you know, all those good nutrients that we and bacteria need to survive. But viruses aren't like that. They actually require a living host to grow, and they invade those hosts' cells and take them over. So coronavirus cannot multiply on your food supply. Okay, so now let's jump into question one. Is that apple going to get me sick? Did someone sneeze on those peaches? What do I do to make sure that my ready-to-eat food is not contaminated? Well, yes, food items, including produce, can spread the disease if they have been 
contaminated by a sick person. Um, but that does not mean that you should be using any kind of chemicals on your produce. Please do not bleach your vegetables or use chlorine on your fruits. Don't use disinfecting wipes or isopropyl alcohol on them either. Those are not safe for human consumption and can also make you sick. So it's not worth it. I mean, even soap and water, if digested enough, can become toxic. So the best thing to do is just simply rinse your produce under hot running water before you eat it. Even if the fruit has a peel like a banana, you should be doing this. And of course, as the CDC suggests, you should wash your hands thoroughly with soap and water for at least 20 seconds before preparing the food. According to WHO, the virus is susceptible to normal cooking temperatures, so there's no need to cook your food any differently than how you would typically do it for food safety measures. Yes, so the same temperatures required to kill pathogens that cause foodborne illness are the same one are the same temperatures that can kill the coronavirus on your food. So for pork, beef, steak, fish, it's 145. For eggs, beef, 160 and for poultry, ground beef, casseroles, and leftovers, 165. Oh, and pre-cooked hams, 165 as well. Okay, is it safe to eat takeout? Yeah, I actually think takeout is a very good alternative to the grocery store because it will reduce your interaction with people even less, which is how this virus is mostly spread through person-to-person contact. And with contactless delivery and the pickup practices and prepaying and all that good stuff, it's limiting your interaction with humans even more than going to the grocery store would be. And also, restaurant food is going to be really, really low risk because the food industry already has measures and heightened awareness in place to help with food safety, like um, frequent hand washing, cleaning of surfaces and utensils, cooking the food to the right temperature. So these practices are already going to be in place with your food. But if you're still worried, I recommend that you reheat your food once you receive it from the restaurant. Even if it arrives hot, you should reheat it until it's hot to the touch. That will ensure that all of the bacteria and viruses are killed. So what I would recommend is, you know, taking your food out of the package, throwing the package away, washing your hands, cooking the food to that hot to the touch temperature, and then eating it. And of course, washing your countertops or sanitizing them whatever you're currently doing to help keep yourself safe okay last question can you pick up the coronavirus from food packaging well as i stated the cdc says that the virus is primarily transmitted through person-to-person respiratory droplets so while there is still pretty limited research out there about this um in a study done by the new england journal of medicine It stated that they found coronavirus to remain on plastics and stainless steel for 72 hours and cardboard for only 24. But the virus begins to degrade very quickly, so that's good news for us because the half-life, which is the time it takes for the concentration of the virus to drop by 50%, is 5 hours on stainless steel, close to 7 on plastic, and only 3 on cardboard that's good news but honestly just because that there are droplets of the virus on your package doesn't mean that there's enough viable ones to actually infect you which is completely different than just being there they have to like be alive and strong enough to infect you so 
the chances of you getting sick from just handling food packaging is very, very low. But you can help to reduce this risk even more by, you know, following those good sanitary practicing measures that you're probably hopefully already doing, like washing your hands when you get home from the grocery store, and then placing your groceries on a clean surface. And if you're still worried, you can wipe down the outside of your packaging, put them away, and then clean your hands once again. This will really help to limit the amount of viable virus particles on your food products. Consider this myth slid. So yeah, these are some tips, answers, questions, tricks I have to help you stay safe during this very, very strange time and I hope that you guys are all following the rules in place by wherever you are and staying inside staying healthy and all that good stuff I will talk to you guys later bye